next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brennan Ertle. I'm alongside the great Nate himself, my co-host. Nate, what's up? What's going on, man? Long time no talk. I'm back. I know. We're starting off 2021 with a banger, and hopefully you guys um, can enjoy this episode because we don't have some great news, but hopefully we end the week with some great news and we start 2021 with uh, being undefeated, that being 1-0. and um, But yeah, we got tons of news and some things we got to discuss and some playoff scenarios. And first thing being the Saints um they've won the nfc south and that's the fourth consecutive time that they've done that and it's been pure domination for these first uh for these four years that the saints have done it and whether it be tom brady cam newton matt ryan in his in his prime cam newton in his prime no one's been able to stop uh these saints from winning these titles so what just just give me your thoughts about the saints winning their fourth straight i just it, it speaks to the talent of this team, you know, we've seen so many good Saints teams in the past not accomplish this feat or even, you know, fight a lot harder for this feat. And at the beginning of the season, we thought we were going to have a dogfight, maybe even a three-way dogfight for the top of this division with the Saints coming right back and, and you know, taking it up relatively easily. I know there were a couple games that were, you know, tougher than others. You know, that first game against Tampa uh, was a little bit easier than I think we thought it was going to be. Uh, but still a decently tough game. And, you know, uh, for all the things they battled through with Drew and Mike Thomas barely being on the field with one another at all, um, amidst other injuries, other suspensions, you know, things like that, uh, the strength and resilience of this team is really what comes out to me. And the fact that, you know, they might sweep the NFC South, you know, knock on wood, but we're pretty close to that. And that is a pretty insane feat when you think about it. It is insane. And if, if, if people don't know at home, if the Saints were to beat the Panthers this weekend, it'd be the first time in, since the NFL merger that a team has swept the whole entire division. Not Tom Brady. Tom Brady never did it. He always had that one loss. The Saints could be the first team, basically in NFL history, to sweep their division. And they got a really, really good opportunity to do so. And it's almost a must-win for them. Before we get too deep into the Carolina game, I want to talk about this this seeding, the seeding that's going on, because it's maybe the most confusing thing of all football and I've gotten so many freaking questions about it. So we're here to explain <laughs> right now. If you have questions, we're going to answer them right now. I can read your minds. I know what you're going to say. So because the Saints won their division, they clinched a top four seed. But because the NFC East sucks, it's a top three seed. So the result of this weekend, the Saints could be one, two, or three. And that's pretty much all we need to know is that we could be the three things. Of course, we want to be the one. And for those, for us to be the one, we need Chicago to beat Green Bay, go Bears, let's freaking go Bears, and we need to beat Carolina, and Seattle needs to win their game. It All these scenarios, we need Seattle to win because Seattle has the tiebreaker over Green Bay. So, I mean, if the Saints don't take care of business this, week, this weekend, nothing matters at all. The Saints need to win their game against Carolina, and we need to root for the Bears, and it's really frustrating because this is the same thing that happened last year uh, where we were rooting for the Lions the last week of the season. And we were playing the Panthers, and the Lions almost did it. They almost gave us the first seed, potentially, and then they blew it at the end. 
we're going for the same scenario and it's frustrating as frick to be rooting for the bears this weekend but here we are um and if we are the two seed which is the most probable situation our opponents will be chicago arizona or la and i think those are all very favorable matchups uh jared goff is going to miss this week he's had thumb surgery so he's He's got a uh, broken thumb. Kyler Murray has a bum hip that's been bothering him. And um, he, he Kyler's really good at moving in the pocket and just scrambling. So that'd be big for them. And Chicago's got Mitch Trubisky. That should just say enough for you right there. So some feral matchups the first week. So just give me your thoughts on those and uh, what the seating's looking like for the Saints. You know, in such a weird year in terms of how the playoffs are going to work, I, I feel like this has worked out very favorably for New Orleans in a way, um, especially uh, with what we'll talk about later in the absences that they're going to be seeing from especially one specific playmaker. You know, going in early um, and facing one of these teams is never a bad look, especially, you know, when your defense is on a roll. Uh, and if you're going up against Mitch Trubisky, you know, that's a quarterback you feel pretty good about playing when your defense isn't on a roll, but when your defense is on a roll, it's possible that Chicago could be on their third string quarterback by the end of the game, because that team, if they don't get consistent play from him, just crumbles and, uh, tends to absolutely crumble. You know, Kyler Murray's kind of injured up. He's a little banged up. He's a little young as well. Not that that always matters. We've seen plenty of guys come out and play good early in their career in the playoffs, um, but you know, there's a lot of favorable matchups, especially compared to years past where it's just been a, a more limited amount of teams in, and a more grueling process to, to get further down the line. Um, and you know, uh, you could ask for a lot worse. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I mean, there could be, uh, like last year, the one and done with Minnesota, there isn't a team like Minnesota that kind of scares me a little bit. I, I, I don't, I won't take any of these games lightly and we need, we definitely don't need to take this Carolina game lightly because it does mean a lot. Um, but these are all good teams. They're, they're all deserving of being in the playoffs, and they all have solid rosters. But um, the Saints are kind of in the same scenario as Ohio State, if, if you're watching the game right now. It's currently on with uh, them and Clemson. Just we haven't seen a lot of Ohio State. They've only played six games. And it kind of feels the same with the Saints in terms of just not having their full roster. Uh, the Camara, Drew, and Michael Thomas have played 10 quarters together. And that is, you could say, one of the best trios in the NFL. And they've played 10 quarters together and they've racked up 11 wins so far this season, which is pretty incredible. I mean, it's pretty incredible. But let's talk about the elephant in the room. Obviously, Kamara, he got the Rona. He tested positive. It's confirmed. He um, His test came back positive yesterday. So the 10-day starts from Thursday. So he's out this week for sure. And 10 more days, that would leave him being available on Sunday of next week. And the only way he could play is if the Saints play on the Sunday slot, the Sunday time slot, which is probable, but the NFL is the NFL, so they might try and screw him. And Kamara needs to be asymptomatic for the whole entire week. So as it stands right now, he, he feels perfectly fine and whatnot, but so did Tron Armstead. This is why I'm worried. Tron Armstead felt perfectly fine right in the beginning, and then a couple of days down the road, he just felt crappy. So we could possibly be without Kamara in this round one game, which is definitely not something you want because – uh, they're bang they're banged up. I mean, Michael Thomas, he should be back for the playoffs, but I mean, if to say he you think he's hundred percent, he's not even close to hundred percent. Drew's not even close to hundred percent. These guys are banged up. And I mean, not having Kramera, he's been their player of the year and honestly the offensive player of the year. 
Yeah, no doubt. And I, I think it speaks to the resilience of this team, like you said, in the depth of this team, that those three haven't been on the field together hardly at all. Um, and we've seen them do so well overall. And a lot of that speaks to the depth, the resiliency, the defense, especially, I would say, um, and a lot of wide receivers to come off and, you know, make an impact like we saw last week, of course. And, you know, just the capability of, you know, a different week to have one player carry your entire team all the time is a just a crazy thing for a team to have. Um, but yeah, you know, and <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but I, I don't understand, man. I don't understand what's up with these guys. I've seen pictures of them out at parties, you know, all this stuff, no masks, like, you know, and this makes me sound like I'm out there, like hanging out and doing stuff without a mask on all the time. But like, I understand like the regular person having the mindset, like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. It's stupid. I think we all know that. Um, but when you're a professional athlete and you're headed towards the playoffs, you're on one of the best teams in the game um, with a quarterback who you want. And you can't tell me Kamara doesn't want Drew Brees to be able to have another Super Bowl ring. They're good friends. You know that. I just can't believe the, the thought that they would be out there doing this stuff so close to the playoffs. And I, I know there's a chance he didn't even pick it up, you know, out and about. There's a chance he picked it up at the grocery store. Not that I think athletes really shop for their own groceries, but, you know, there's a chance that he picked it up just about anywhere. But just the audacity of it, I, I, you could be paying me $100,000 a year to get my butt kicked in a boxing ring. And I would be out there with a mask on saying I have mm -hmm. to do my job. It, I don't get it. I mean, it, those of us that work all the time or go to school all the time, we do the mask all day. Uh, you know, there's not nearly a $13 million contract in it for us, at least not right now. And, you know, it's just, and that's airing dirty laundry and airing grievances and I mad respect, mad love for Alvin Kamara, but I, and I sound kind of like Skip Bayless, like why, why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, first thing I got to say is I got some FBI agent, Twitter followers because they really dug deep and sent me some pictures of some random chicks at a club with pictures of Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that's the ones that I the saw. Streets. I mean, there's like some full-on FBI guys finding every single picture of Kamara without a mask on. Yeah. In, in, in his uh, defense, he did have one of those gator neck mm -hmm. masks, but it wasn't over his face. Um, I, I'm with, I'm, I'm on both sides. I do understand you want to be out. You want to go have fun. If it was a normal year, totally go have fun in the streets. Mm -hmm. New Orleans loves you but you are in a pandemic. This could be Drew Brees' last year. Everything's not gone your way this year. Um, you, you're getting the wins, but in terms of just being healthy, it hasn't been there at all this year. And another person as well, CJ Grunner Johnson, he's in the same exact boat. I've gotten pictures of him having parties at his house. He's posting on his Instagram stories and other things that he's with a bunch of people, which is fine. I mean, it's fine, but just – do the right things, wear the mask. And if, if you're with a person not wearing a mask, just don't take a picture of it. I mean, you're just setting yourself up. I mean, I, I guarantee there's tons of saints and other NFL players and whoever else hanging out with people without masks, but just don't put it on social media. I mean, you're just, you're going to, you're going to get this attention like you're getting right now. So that's one thing they got to fix, but it's been a really annoying week. I mean, there's been some every single day, uh, Tuesday being CJ got COVID. So he's questionable for the playoffs. He's in the same situation with Kamara. Um, Wednesday came. Mickey Loomis had a really close contact with COVID, and the whole front office had to step away from the office. So they are away from the team this week. The Saints will not have any of their front office people. I think all the coaches and all the all those people will be good for Carolina. 
Um, but it's not, it's not a situation you want to put yourself in. And then of course today we got Camaro testing positive. So it's just like always something. I mean, we, you go on Twitter. It's like, it's never quiet. It's never a quiet week for the saints. And it's just frustrating because they want to close out this, um, this season with a win and finish 12 and four and trying to get that first seed. And if you don't just fight like hell, try and get it. I mean, it's, it's, it's frustrating and not having CJ this week will hurt. And, um, yeah, we're, we're facing our ex beloved Teddy Bridgewater in, in, um, in Carolina. I was going to say in New Orleans, but it's in <laughs> Carolina and it's really a game. The Saints should roll. I mean, honestly, no McCaffrey, no Mike Davis. That should be enough right there. Those are the two top dogs that lead this team. Yeah, I think a lot of the practice squad could be on the field for the Saints, and they would still probably steamroll this team um, just with the way that it's sitting. And, you know, not to slander on Carolina. They're definitely not the worst team in the NFL. I think that's very clear. Uh, and there's some guys that can still make plays, you know, everything like that. Um but the point being, this isn't a Carolina team where Cam Newton is going to come out and sneakily have a five touchdown game and, you know, really put points on the board because, well, he's not there anymore. A lot of their playmakers aren't there anymore. And their two best, well, one best playmaker on offense, one best playmaker on defense, they're gone. They're out. So, it, it, and like you said, this is a game that they should steamroll. But, you know, even in those games, you know, when you're out and, you know, taking that risk and, you know, maybe coming in contact with COVID, stuff like that, it just, it, it feels irresponsible to me. And, you know, it's easy for me to say that I don't know what the pressure of an NFL season is like. Um, and I understand wanting to get outside. It's been a long, well, it hasn't been a long year. It's only been about a day as we're recording this, but <laughs> 2020 was about seven years long. So yeah. I understand the stress, but I mean, at worst, or I guess at best, depending on how you look at it, you got, three weeks left in the season at best slash at worst, you know, if you're ready to get the season done, it'd be at worst, but at if the Super Bowl's not even that far away, it's a month and two weeks or so, you know, whereabouts. So you can get all that out after, if you really need to do that, I just feel silly about it. Like it, it just doesn't strike me as a smart choice, no matter how you look at it. Um, but especially not for somebody in the position that these guys are in to make a run at that Super Bowl. Don't get the one seed. Who cares? We've seen what could happen in just a week. The one seeds from both teams could get eliminated because half their roster has COVID. You know, we've mm -hmm. seen stuff like that happen this year. Uh, basketball, football, soccer, especially. It's insane. Yeah, for sure. COVID. And I hope the Saints don't do what we just did in this podcast is we looked to the playoffs before this game. If they are looking towards week one of the playoffs before and they just come out flat. I mean, this, the Carolina team, they, they have four or five wins. I don't know exactly. I think it's four. But they aren't a bad team. They got, like, tons of talent. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson are both over 1,000 yards. I mean, Teddy's done a great job getting them the ball. And he, Teddy's done a great job not having a consistent running back this year. And Russell Coons out. Brian Burns is doubtful. I mean, there's tons of talent on this team that's not going to be playing. And I know Matt Rule is going to come out of this game and, and want to finish the game strong. I mean, they're not just going to come out and – um, look flat. I mean, last year when the Saints played Carolina, they played Will Greer and Kyle Allen. I mean, that was two quarterbacks that you won't see on Sundays very much from here on out. But Teddy Bridgewater is a great starter. I mean, he's going to want to beat this team, but he's not going to want to go 0 and 2 on the season. He wants to show out with for his boys, and they cannot take this game lightly at all. I know Carolina's got a young defense, but they're emerging. Jeremy Chin's got a, a guy who's been playing really well. Dante Jackson as well. I mean, they got tons of talent. And yeah, like, like you said, 
this is the last week of the regular season. Whatever you got to get done, save it until the season's over. Whether it's one week, two weeks, three weeks, or in the Super Bowl. Go out and party like freaking the, the most rare party after the season. Go get COVID after the season. <laughs> Stay in your house with your family. Put your mask on. I don't care if, your mask, if, if you're in your own room. Put your mask on. Lock in. Don't screw this up for Drew. I mean, this that's that's it for me. Don't do it for Drew. Do it for Drew. Don't screw this up. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> the thing is, you know, there's ways to blow off all that steam without, you know, you know, taking or throwing precaution to the wind, I should say. There's plenty of ways that you could go out, blow off that steam. Especially, I mean, those of us that are up here in the north, uh, it's like 12 degrees outside every day. You know, when you're in New Orleans, it's nice down there right now. It's pretty decent weather. I don't know, uh, like rain wise or anything. I haven't been looking recently. I haven't been planning my trip to Mobile like Mr. Brennan Earl has. But, hmm. uh, you know, it's just had I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Go to a park. Don't go to a club. It's more fun usually. Anyway, come on. I totally don't blame Kamara for biking the streets. I, I mean, I, I, he's part of the city. He loves the yeah. city. And but the city loves the, the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, he's so. doing wheelies in the street. I, I the thing that Sean Payton was probably worried about is him getting hurt going doing a wheelie, <laughs> cracking his head up on the concrete. I mean, yeah. there's tons of things that could have gone wrong. I know in Drew Brees' contract, he can't even get close to any of those type type of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but CJ, I want to talk about CJ a little bit for a second. Missing him and Marcus Williams could yeah. be a thing where I get a little nervous about because PJ will go back at that free safety position. I think he's done a good job being back there. Mm-hmm. Good job. meaning he hasn't no ADR touchdowns has happened uh, right. these past two games. I think he's done a good job of the, uh, with his communication, but who comes in at that, at that nickel spot at that slot spot. I think it's going to be Patrick Robinson. He hasn't been activated yet from IR, but he could, the saints did not wait till the day of with drew to, to activate him so i still have hopes that p rob can come and step in and play there if not i think we're looking at a ken crawley game and i don't know who else <laughs> can fit in there and it's kind of making me nervous and this is why i am a little bit nervous about this game and i just want to come out this game with a win but it could be a ken crawley uh keith washington um just cross your fingers that they activate p rob i think p rob's had a great season getting him back would be key and Rankins and all, all those guys, um, David Onyemato's an injury report. He should be good to go. Pete's good to go. They just got to get healthy. And the guys that do have, um, it doesn't matter who's not on the field. It matters who's on the field. And we can't say like, oh, if we had Kamara, we would have won. We got to win with the guys we got on the field. That's the way they're going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, come Super Bowl week, they might not have a key player. I mean, who knows what? Who knows what could happen from here on out? They got to win with who's in the field. And it, they fought so much adversity this year. I, th- I think they can do it, no matter if it's Drew Brees or freaking Marcus Williams. I think I think they've done a great job. Yeah, no, I agree. I think missing those two, especially in the safety spot, is going to make for a really interesting uh, hole in a way. There's going to have to be some adjustment. You know, you know how specific we get in someone filling that role every time. I don't know. I'd probably go the same way that you said, but maybe we'll see some rotation in there. We might even see some weird defensive. Um, coverages come out you know some stuff that's a little bit off the wall now that they've had you know a little time to game plan for it and you know you can have a rotating cast of characters fill in um and suit those needs but yeah i think that's more likely the way that it's gonna go um if it is ken crawley good for him i, I guess oh my gosh you know i i don't love it i definitely don't like it but 
I don't really hate it at this point in the season, I guess. I guess that's all I can give him. But that's when he comes out and proves me wrong, I guess, and, you know, does something crazy because that seems to be how it goes on this podcast. I say something, <laughs> and then it goes the exact opposite way that I said it was going to go. So, well, uh, The Saints were 20 seconds away from being in the NFC Championship with Ken Crawley. I mean, mm-hmm. besides the Minnesota Miracle, that, that's what I'm talking about. It was him and Marshawn all year long. I think Ken held his own. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't good. Yeah, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't terrible. Yeah, and he he held his own. I mean, he can he could win you a game. I think the most probable situation is maybe they put Marshawn and Janoris in the slot and then mm-hmm. kick Ken Crawley outside. I don't think Ken really fits in that um, in the middle, but it could be worse. It could be, we could have Brennan Browner or anyone like that. It could be worse. We're we're in a we're in a good situation. Yeah, and it could be really interesting to see. As <laughs> I didn't catch that, you just made a Brandon Browner joke. <laughs> oh oh God, don't don't remind me. Spiller and Browner in the same off season. Oh, 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 oh no, please God. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it'll be interesting to see how they play it. I thank goodness it doesn't matter that much. You know, like we've been saying, you don't want to overlook this Carolina team. They're not the Falcons, <laughs> but uh, yeah, big smash. Uh, but, you know, you don't really have to worry that much. You know, I know their eyes are going to be a lot on what's going on around the league, like we talked about. But, you know, at this point in the season, if we're playing with our reserves in certain spots and we win by seven, we win by 10, mm-hmm. I'll take a three-point win. I don't care at this point. You know, I just get the win. Get off that field healthy. And get your guys back. That's going to be what it is for the next couple of weeks. And it's going to be that way because your star quarterback is still recovering from an injury that would have sidelined me for seven years. Could have killed me. Yeah, I know. I think I would have been deflated. Like I would have been flat on the ground. (laughs) But it's just crazy. And to think that Drew Brees is like about my size is just insane. (laughs) Just absolutely insane. You could be out there, but instead we're talking about him. I know, right? I could be out there. I just, uh, I, if I had skill, you know, I don't even think I have Drew Brees speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, wrapping up this pod, um, cross your fingers, no more COVID, put your mask up. And this week on this podcast and all Saints fans, we are Bears fans. Go Bears. I mean, uh, Bears. Ha- have the Saints game on. Get a little tablet or iPhone and keep that Bears game on. Root for the Bears. Go Mitch Trubisky. Uh, prove, prove us wrong prove us that you are deserving of that second pick yes for one week and then if you lose and we play you just be the same old mitch that's pretty yeah. much that, that's please all just go back to being the normal mitch trubisky just please <laughs> please god yeah. well you know where to find us on twitter i'm sure every all you guys know our usernames hit us up go like share the share the podcast we love you guys who that who that free alvin don't make that man pay that fine no fun league get out of here Let's go, we on the road, the next stop, the Super Bowl, hell yeah, you know we on, we built to do this all night long, who that, who that say they gon' beat them Saints, they a lie, they can try but in the don't we know